Hayyim Yem, Chof Gimel Ir, the 23rd day of the month of Ir, Ani Hashem Eifecho, says the Rebbe, Reishis Hayyidida Rachmano Litzlan, the beginning of the descent, the beginning, Reishis Hayyidida, which means it all begins here, the problem, the root cause of the problem, what causes the descent of a Jew, Rachmano Litzlan, is not working at davening, is not trying to daven properly. The lack of avoda in davening. We've we've discussed elsewhere what really is davening. Davening is an internal service. It's something that takes place in our heart, in our minds. It's not just where we petition our requests from God. Rather, it's das know your God. Which the word know is the word which is used in the Hebrew for intimacy. He knew her intimately. So one is supposed to connect with God. And all the paragraphs of davening, what we're really supposed to be doing, it's really a fabrengen. But the only difference is that you're not fabrengen with someone else, you're fabrengen with yourself. What does it mean to fabreng with yourself? Because you have two people within you. Even if a Jew doesn't want to admit it, Every Jew suffers from a severe condition of split personality disorder and a form of schizophrenia, if you will. And you have to find a way to align yourself, which is also what tefillin is about, the hand tefillin with the head tefillin, that our emotions should align with what we know the truth to be, with the objective truth, with the intellect. So, so too, davening is about fabrengen with yourself. Your godly soul speaks to your animal soul. And you explain to your animal soul Right? That's also why it's like a sacrifice. You take the animal and you burn it on the altar. In the flame, in the fire of the godly soul. Shall have his yudke. So we bring that to God. And what do we explain to our animal soul? We try convincing him why he should love God. Why he should love God. And he argues back. And then you argue back with him. And if you need to spend five minutes on one paragraph. So Howard might get angry at you. But... <laughs> but he wouldn't get angry if he actually believed that you were davening for real. That's true. The problem is, but the point is that that you're supposed you should, that if you convince you explain to yourself why you should love God, and don't stifle the voice of your animal soul. Accept his argument, but then respond and get into the fight, get into the conversation. You have to sit there and fabricate with yourself. And it's a whole build-up, the whole downing. Paragraph after paragraph after paragraph. More and more reasons. And bring all of your skepticism. But then respond with the, with the godly soul and arrive at the, at the moment, the climax, the climactic moment. When you recite the words, you shall love the Lord your God. That you are saying it with the emotion of being overwhelmed with joy and with love of God Almighty. That's what davening is about. The problem is, someone doesn't do this. So they say, oh, I missed the day. I'll do it tomorrow. No, no, no. But then another day goes by, and another day, and then a month, and a year, and ten years. And sometimes this guy, 30 years later, he hasn't davened. He hasn't davened. So, what, so says the Rebbe, this is how you did it. The beginning of the end. It's the beginning of the end. The Reishis Hayyidid. Everything becomes dry and cold. You don't connect with it anymore. You don't, you, you, it's dry. It doesn't have that juice. And that geschmack, very good. And it's cold. It doesn't have that warmth. 
the mitzvahs anoshim ulumada vertrain aichet shver. The pasuk says that there's mitzvahs that we do just out of rote, out of habit, because we've been brought. We're so used to doing it. The prophet talks about a mitzvah, and the prophet is is admonishing the Jews. You shouldn't just do it out of rote. Do it out of in a truthful way. It shouldn't be mitzvahs anoshim ulumada just taught behavior by rote. Says the Rebbe, but at least by rote. The mitzvahs that you use should be part of your nature and it shouldn't be difficult. But you know what happens if you don't daven? Even the things that you do anyways, that should come natural to you. It's part of your daily schedule. Even that becomes a, a schlep, a burden. That then, then we have a problem. We have, we have a problem. You rush. People start rushing. You'll notice some people, their whole Judaism is rushing. How fast can we get davening done? If we could finish it off in nine minutes flat, people are happy. People are excited. As I heard from Label Shapiro once, a joke, he says, but the, if a ger, if a convert, if the goyim, I'm sorry, would know the joy that a Jew experiences when by davening he finds out at the middle of davening after Shmanesa you don't have to say tachnun, he would convert to Judaism just to experience that moment of joy that he doesn't have to say tachnun on that day. Right? So, the, uh, so he says, when out, we rush. Right? Thank God here in Chabad we don't do that. But most, a lot of places, basically, a lot of religion is paying income taxes. You, 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 you pay it up, you pay your dues, and you get on with your life, right? The, that, that, what's the beer minimum? How could I get by? Every loophole you could find. As long as God doesn't have any, doesn't have any tightness, doesn't have any arguments against me. You lose. I'm not so familiar with the expression. Them geshmak and taita, you lose the 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 geshmak to use the word some uh, hasha used in taita, right? Interesting. Even in taita, you would think at least taita you retain because taita is intellectual. Taita is intellectual, right? A person is an intellectual, so it's true. But the problem is taita is also divine. So you also what ends up happening is you can lose the geshmak and taita. At the end of the day, even an intellectual still cares about themselves more. You still care about your ego more, your comfort, your pleasures. So in the end of the day, that could obscure, you could lose the Geshmak and Torah. The Ha'avram is Gashem, and the environment becomes very physical, very coarse, mit Gashem. Ha'avram is Gashem. Umuvan Hadavr, and the Rebbe concludes, it goes without saying. Umuvan Hadavr, it's self-understood. She'enei shayach kla lifal al hazulas. He is not, it's not possible at all for him to affect another person. Because... What do you have to, you think the person wants to shear your dryness, your coldness, your rushed, your rushing through things, your lack of geshmak. Who in the world, you know, in the, everyone, you have to lead by example. If you enjoy what you're doing, if you come with a fire, with a passion, with a pleasure, with a relish, then, of course, people want to be part of it. But the Rebbe says it's not even shayach that you're going to be able to affect someone else. I want to say something very interesting, though, which is that that's from the perspective of the giver, from the mashpia, from the one who's trying to affect someone else, that they have to realize that education is about not being a hypocrite. Education is about that, you, that what you preach is what you do. You don't say things. It's what you do more than what you say. It really doesn't matter what you say so much. It's, you have to lead by example. We see this in education of children, but even of another person. The most basic argument is go to any argument, go to any person. They say... You know, fix yourself first, you hypocrite. Right? No one's able to tell anyone anything nowadays. Everyone judges the one judging them, 
and there and therefore there's not there was no the conversation is silenced. The Rebbe is saying this only from the perspective of the one trying to affect someone else. That this is human nature. However, as a receiver, when someone says something to you, when someone rebukes you, when someone tells you something, it should not matter to you whether that person is holding on that level or not. It's really not a relevant piece of information. As the old adage goes, accept the truth from whoever says it. It makes zero difference whether the person saying it is a hypocrite from hypocrite land and is a liar and a cheat and is no relevance. It's not, it's not relevant. Listen to the words that the person is saying. And I just saw that this morning in the Kliyakar, he says, he, he has a whole chiddush that the beginning of the book of Devarim was speaking to the leaders of the Jewish people and not to the Jewish people. And he says, he says, this is why, this is a Kliyaka quoted in Samach Vav, but he, so he says, this is why it doesn't mention the 40 years, that it was said at the end of the 40 years, because Rashi says, why does it say at the end of the 40 years? Because you shouldn't rebuke someone only at, by your death. Don't rebuke someone until you're at the moment of death. Why? This doesn't apply to everyone, but why? Because then maybe you'll end up doing that same exact sin, and people will tell you you're a hypocrite. That's not going to work. Says, says the Kliyakar, this whole argument that the person is a hypocrite would only be said not by leaders, not by great people, only by low lives. He says, I'm quoting his words. A person of action and a person of truth would never even put on his lips such words that you're a hypocrite because it, it's irrelevant to the reality. Later on he says that the only one who would make this argument is a low life who's holding on to the ropes of scorn and stupidity but anyone who's God fearing you'll never hear in his mouth these words that you're a hypocrite because it's not relevant so the Rebbe here means from the perspective of the one trying to be mashpir